Welcome to the Wad Pod. Join me as I sit down with CrossFitters, fitness experts, top coaches, professional athletes, and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Jesse Moyano, a presenter for Honda Racing in the British Superbike Championship, as well as Jesse being big into a motorsport. She's also secured a position racing in the Formula Women's Nations Cup early next year. Being a fitness-based podcast, Jessie wanted to speak about being a beginner to the CrossFit world and how it's diverted her fitness journey for the better since discovering it only nine months ago. Hello Jess, welcome to the Wad Pod. Thank you for having me. Third time lucky. I know. Finally got there. <laughs> I, I think I, I cancelled twice. Um, <laughs> and then I was late. No, that's fine. It's probably <laughs> good because you're still setting up. Um, you're the first presenter that I've had on the podcast. So I'm kind of a bit bit more nervous, feeling the pressure, but I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, before we kick things off, how was Boomtown? Oh my God. <laughs> Insane. I have no words for like what it was like. It's just such a magical experience because it's not just a music festival. It's like a living, acting area. There's like actors that just like live in this little town and then uh, you can go up to them ask them questions they send you on quests so um and then you get like boomtown money in exchange right, okay. for it it's great i never knew this it sounds crazy because i've never been but i've seen loads of people going there because i like drum and bass anyway um but like it doesn't sound like a normal music festival it's yeah no it's far far from it like so you've got like um so midday until about eight o'clock at night, you've got the actors that are out. But most of the time, we actually missed going to the uh, acting shenanigans right, okay. because there was always like a really sick DJ on. So, so then just, just there. Yeah. Was it your first time? First time at Boomtown. I'm go- I've already... Like, you've, already got okay. your, you've already booked the tickets, yeah. booked the day off work. Yeah, like. this is it. Came back and then already booked our next tickets. Right, okay. I might have to do it next year. You should Def- come. Definitely on my fancy list of dress. Things. Okay, well I love fancy dress. Absolutely. So yeah, I'll be there. Who's the best um like drum and bass artist you've seen? Or who's the best there? I tell you what, Hamdi surprised me. Um yeah. so I watched Hamdi, he's like nineteen years old, and he just does like sounds like it's like really like whoppy drum and yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah. It's like proper whoppy. Yeah. Um yeah, the, it's like the unexpected drops where you think the yeah. song's going to drop into whatever tune it is and yeah. then something else completely comes out of nowhere. But then Emanu, Emanu was really good as well. Um, he just like, it was like a magical uh, situation because he was on the main stage and then it was the like the sun went from like dusk till dawn, yeah. you know, and it was just, the clouds were all like there's, fluffy. There's always that one set that gets like daylight, sunset, going dark and it felt like you went to a different dimension it was like you was in a completely different setting because it was everything looked different then the lights went from like different colors and you was like have i am i somewhere else (laughs) i'm gonna have to go you've sold me it straight away you have to come (laughs) so off the topic of drum and bass um by the looks of things you've had a few you've got a few jobs in the go yeah you could say that i don't know i'm not sure where to start (laughs) with it all um so maybe start with like your day job yeah being a 
Pharma- in pharmacy? Yeah. Well, we'll start with that one. Yeah, so um, I'm a trainee pharmacist. I've been training now for five years. Um, so that day job is just working in community pharmacy. So just your local yep. boots or, you know, super drug, whatever. Um, it's, it's a really good job, but like pharmacy is really struggling at the moment, especially community pharmacy, because there's just no funding there. Um, okay. And it's like you're constantly trying to hold down a thought. Um, yep. It's like you've got men down all the time. And it's yeah. just... When did you, like, did you always plan to go into that? Um, I actually kind of fell into pharmacy. So um, I originally wanted to go to Leeds University and study nutrition. I missed out by one grade and I begged them to let me in and they said no. (laughs) I thought you could at least say they said yes. No. Begging normally works with most things. Like if you just grovel, it tends to just get you places. But Groveling has got me very far in life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except that. (laughs) Except for Leeds Uni. Um, but then Keel, so I literally hung up on the phone to Leeds. They rejected me. Bradford had rejected me for a physiotherapy course. Um, and then Keel University rang me and was like, hi, I've seen you've got loads of experience in pharmacy. Would you like to come do the M-Farm? I was like, the M-Farm? I guess that's the big in that industry. Like, yeah, so the you can't one. be a pharmacist without doing the M-Farm right, course. Okay. Um so yeah, then I ended up doing the M farm and then picked up all of the other jobs along the way while yeah. I was at uni. Quite a switch then to go from mi- nearly going into physio to then diverting to pharmacy. But. Yeah, um, but like I'd worked in pharmacy since Before. I was like 16. Right, okay. So like just Saturday girl, day right, job. Right, okay. So you. so you had the experience. So yeah. that's kind of why you found a place. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to your other role, which is your presenting. Yeah. Um, how long have you done it for? How did you get into it? Like, what's the story? So, um, funnily enough, I actually got into it while I was at university. I had, um, like, just this thought, and I, you know when you have, like, these, like, existential crises, like, what am I doing with my life? Yep. What? And I just realised, I was like, I love talking. <laughs> yep. So what job can I do where I can just talk? Um, and then I applied for this job to be a interviewer for um, like ultra white collar boxing events. Yep. So I was the interviewer on that and that's where I got my first gig. So I started in boxing. So I've done one of those Have white you? collar boxing fights. Yeah. Obviously one. Um, I actually did it with my friend. Mm-hmm. It started because we went back to his house after a night out, both hammered. Yeah. And he threw his no I actually just I just got my burger and he just smashed it on the floor like that just just to annoy me yeah sounds that, like, that'd annoy me sounds like right I'm gonna get because I knew he had some boxing gloves in his mm. kitchen drawer by randomness went to his kitchen drawer got the boxing gloves out I was like right let's fight this is at four in the morning <clears throat> I won on the night he said he was just too drunk so he said let's actually fight seriously I was like okay let's do a white collar boxing <laughs> it was all just for fun and it wasn't serious we weren't actually trying to beat each other up no but he's a year older than me probably three four inches taller his reach was probably five inches longer mm. he should have won this is the thing they've got to match them though um yep. like the weight class even though it's charity boxing and like it's a little bit more relaxed they've still got to match them accordingly i don't think we'd have got put together if it was pairing but we went 
to the organizer and said we want to fight each other Mm. so then we trained to do it and we actually built up loads of hype because it was like our friends knew each like both of our friends knew each other so Mm -hmm. then it was like building the hype between us um yeah we kind of sold like the most tickets for the night interesting um won all three rounds so i like white collar boxing because of that i think he probably hates it um but yeah so you just did like the presenting what on the night yeah or yeah. like the build up to it yeah and I got paid like mega good money they put me up in a hotel and everything but um and then I ended up off the back of that got like scouted so I ended up doing a few music videos and things like that which like looking back I don't I wish I didn't do it but uh, you live in your but you've got to do these those sort of level to roles realize, to think, or to just get to the way you want to get to I think as well it made me realize like what my morals are as well um because like some of the things like some of the girls that were on the shoots with me um like they were on completely different like moral levels of what they'd do on a music video and what they wouldn't yeah. so um but they're probably still doing music videos yeah so <laughs> yeah which yeah they are maybe actually. they found the right job at the time yeah and you realized that was the wrong thing to be doing yeah so then you went a different route but it's great because it made me realize what i did want to do yeah um and then from there i ended up getting into like all sorts of other presenting work um and now i am the um presenter for the british superbike championship with honda and then i also present the um oliver's mound road racing as well so i've kind of gone into like motorsports presenting now so between doing white collar boxing and motorsport what were the other presenting roles um or like motorbikes okay yeah but for lower leagues right okay so you just worked your way up doing yeah and then just got headhunted along the way and then like you get known in the area for being a presenter so just to understand it so you know like say the f1 Mm -hmm. you've got martin blundell who is horrific doing the pit lane walk interviewing celebrities you don't know who any of them are yeah is your role like similar in a sense that you'll be on the race day are you like walking around interviewing ride like riders or or how does it work so it's a different setup um oliver's mount road racing is um a racetrack in scarborough actually not too far away from here yeah um and it's just like a public road and they close it for a weekend multiple weekends over the year um for the different cups you know right okay um but it's absolutely crazy because there's like hardly any safety precautions they they try their best um with the with the safety side of, side of it but um and this is bikes still this yeah. is motorbikes so yeah you're literally just riding motorbikes on a road yeah well there was a big incident a few years ago uh somebody died crashed um and died unfortunately but that closed Oliver's Mount Road Racing for a couple of years and then COVID hit. Um, But the reason why they had to close it down was because they couldn't explain how it happened. Um, So there was like a whole investigation. There was like, they didn't understand why, what went wrong. So that was like the hold up. But to, sorry, I go off tangents all the time. So we're good. (laughs) So uh, to go back to your question, Oliver's Mount Road Racing is more of me um, going around, walking in the paddock, getting to know right, some okay. of the people that are riding there because a lot of them are trying to make their way up to the bigger leagues. Yeah. So giving any one of those riders some screen time um, is highly valuable for them, for sponsors, but then it also is to promote Oliver's Mound Road Racing as yeah. well because a lot of people aren't going anymore. A lot of young people aren't interested in motorbikes anymore, you know, so... I don't see it that often on TV. That's no. the thing. This is another issue. I mean, I think it's on Quest, but who watches Quest? Yeah. Like, 
But if you put MotoGP, I mean, if you put Superbike Racing straight after on Sky Sports, mm. after the F1, mm. you people would get into it. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, it it's is just, such an exciting sport, motorbike racing. Yeah. It's such an exciting sport. And it's the level of detail, like this year in the... Um, British Superbike Championship, it is so, like, it's fractions of a second yep. between first and, and 15th place. And a crash is way more exciting. Well, is that the wrong word? <laughs> like, a <laughs> crash are. is way more dangerous than an F1 crash because yeah. you're just crashing your car into a load of tyres. Yeah, but I mean... You're flying off your bike. This is it. They've, they've got loads of safety precautions now. They've got, like, airbag leather suits yeah. and they've got all sorts of stuff now. Where you are pretty safe if you do and you've got a massive runoff, yeah. so... They do skid for so long. There, yeah, it's they? like on ice. And it's just like, how are you? How are you still going? Like, yeah. And then you hit the gravel and then roll. Yeah. Then you, they get up and then you look at the levers and it's just like all ripped. It's so bad. Yeah. What? So how did you? So go back to the Honda then. So how mm -hmm. did you get into Honda race? Like. So um, I went to Motorcycle Live, which is like at the NEC in Birmingham. Right. Um, and I just walked around the stands, just saying hi to people, looking at the bikes, just as a as a fan, you know. Um, and then I just went to the Honda stand, spoke to a few people there, just mentioned, I just casually slid it in there that I was a presenter. Um, and then got a picture with John McGuinness yep. on his 100th start Fireblade. Um, if it, those are, I don't know if the people listening to this Probably podcast would sure have a clue who John McGuinness is. They'll be googling is. it if they yeah. don't know now. So he's like one of the greats of the TT racing, yep. like one of the greats. And um, I got a picture of him, tagged him on my social medias with it, and then he messaged me and was like, "Oh, I heard that you was a presenter. Like, we're looking for a presenter next year. Would you be interested?" I was like, "Yes." Sign me up. How <laughs> often? How often do you present for this? Is it a season? Uh, yeah, so this is actually my first year with Honda. Right, okay. So this is my, my first year with Honda. Um, and what we're creating it is a video vlog diaries on YouTube. So it's basically looking into the team and what goes behind yeah. running a superbike team, the logistics of it, what goes on, the results, what they need to change, all those kind of things. And I co-present it with a guy called Chad. And um, it's, it's like a six video diary entry series. Right, okay. But... That's cool. Yep, it's on YouTube. It's called Beyond the Blade. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to be. When did you get Shout into, like, when did you first get into motorsport? Or like... So from a young age, my, my dad used to watch it. Um, and then obviously like you get to an age and then I was like, oh, I'm bored of it now. Yeah. Um, and then I just like recently got into MotoGP because I just saw it on TV and that's it. But like, I'm like one of the only friends in my friendship group that is into motorsport. So it's quite hard to like fine like-minded people that or are people also that, young females yeah definitely mm. do you in fact where is the nearest motor gp circuit from here silverstone so is that the only one near oxford there, yeah they only do silverstone right okay and then apart from that they're around europe yeah all the rest of them around europe so i think there's like four races left now of, of, the, the, season. of the season yeah and Silverstone's been, I'm guessing. Yeah, Silverstone was 1st of August, like first weekend of August. So And it was raining. Oh, is that yeah. good or bad? Well, it's bad. Well, it depends on the team, though, because some riders can really perform well I was going to say, at least it makes slicks. it interesting, because if it was just dry every circuit, you're going to get similar results. Yeah. So you get a wet circuit, someone else might do better. Yeah, this is it. And, like, it depends, like, where the motorbike is, where, where the superbike is in that kind of, like, 
um frame like you can change like the handles you can change the fork like you could change all these like different things on the motorbike and i'm so unaware of it all because i don't watch it yeah but my level like f1 i watch every single race watch every qualifying like, yeah and i know the difference is like I'm like getting excited about a tire change or yeah. someone going onto softs and I'm what and, compound, what yeah, compound? And, and other people are just like, mate, just watch the F1. But then if MotoGP or British Superbike was on Sky Sports, I'd be probably equally as into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's on Eurosport, but it's a di- it's you've got to then pay for another membership. Yeah. So yeah, I think they need to kind of change. But it's all to do with sponsors and who pays and who does all the filming rights. So do you think so. that's what they would need to do to get to F1 level? Is just. Mm-hmm. I, it's like you need the people to be interested to get the sponsorship you need the sponsorship to get people interested yeah not necessarily though because like i I know i know what you mean but like formula one is like a category of its own it's like got so much money plugged behind it whereas like the super bikes is a british run championship and i don't think like they'll probably be tied into like you know a a contract with whoever's doing the filming rights but they pride themselves on being um, a British superbike, like the the computer system that they use and the electronics that they use, is standardised. So every single team in the superbike league has to use that electronic system. Right. Whereas you go to MotoGP, they're all on different electronic systems. Right. Okay. Um, which just basically means you can like change like the torque and things of and the performance of the motorbike. Um, and basically, it's like you know when you have an Android phone, and on an Android phone you can kind of download like apps like other apps yeah or different apps. whereas on an apple you can only use the apple on that store yeah, yeah. so it's so the same kind of like that is just so i get this right is motor gp way bigger than british superbike um that would be the next step up yeah okay um, so your end end goal is motor gp yeah some pe- right. a lot of people's are but a lot of people don't have the the time the resources the skill a lot of people just yep. aren't good enough for right, it okay. um and a lot of people like you need to be like riding since she was yay high yeah to even get a, a chance at motor gp it's like f1 as well isn't it like yeah unless you've like, it since you were a child you're yeah. probably not going to get there yeah it's just money yeah and i mean like so uh, last year um i won a, a racing competition um, Formula Women, and I've been selected to represent Spain in this Nations Cup next year. Is that bike or car? Cars. Okay. I don't know why I was doing this. <laughs> yeah, car. <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, that, that's that's, cool. that's with cars. Yep. Um. So, but it, the whole the whole program of that competition was to get a like novice, a female only riders in yep. to come give a go, um, and then see who who can compete where was it and like when was was the event it was at bedford autodrome right okay it was um last year november and then i went through to the second heat in december um and you had to do things like um go-kart assessment um sponsorship awareness a written test of like the different flags a fitness test um on track with in a like a Vauxhall astra um and then they pick out who to go to through to the next round okay so i got through to the next round and then from there i think it was like uh a thousand two hundred applicants right okay and then i was in the top 50 and then from that top 50 they was like oh we'd like you to to represent spain so that's mega so it's huge it's going to be in the middle east as well right televised okay. made into a series next year yeah march 
March next year. I don't know what else I can say. I don't think I'm allowed to say okay, too much. So we'll leave it there. Of, I, I know, I know where it is and things like that, but um, I can't. I don't think I can say yet until the they've event. released. It's the, is it the first year of them doing it as mm, well? This right, is the okay. first year, so it's it's all new. It's all big. It's going to be in like um, a Le Mans style race. So do you know what Le Mans yeah, yeah. is? Le Mans, yeah. So it's like it's a, like a, a twenty four hour yeah, endurance race. Night. Yeah, where you work in like a, a team. So I'll have a teammate. So. Will the other teammate be female or male? Or female, you, so, all okay. female. So, so that's the idea of it, is to like yeah. get women into Into motorsports, yeah. Cool, so yeah. that might be on TV. Yes, it will be, it's been going to be televised. Nice, so, I'll be watching that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. if I get there though, training's not going very well, because like you need to get sponsors. Right, okay. Because it's like for a Expensive, weekend yeah. of ride, uh, riding, sorry, driving, it's like three grand right, okay. for like the car hire, tuition, yeah. track hire, tires, fuel. It's one of those so, where it's like, you've been selected, but you now have to go and pay for it all. Yeah. And it's like that in lots of, well, it's not like that in sports, but it's mm. like that in things like the CrossFit Games. You can get to the CrossFit Games, you've still got to pay for yeah. your entire trip there and yeah. your accommodation and to enter. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's frustrating. Free, yeah. Nothing's free now. But I think you should do it. Yeah, I need to. I just need to find like a sponsor. Uh, like, uh, it's I mean, just reaching out. It ties in well with what you're doing with Honda. Because I mean, it does. But I feel like a bit of shade to ask them because, like, obviously, it's like from two from wheels bikes. to four wheels. Yeah, I mean, they they're in the F1. Like, it's a Honda engine that's in exactly. Red Bull. So, so it's the same thing. Yeah, Honda. If you're watching, yeah, <laughs> this is the chance. <laughs> um, What's the car like? I'm trying to visualize what you. So they don't do actually know. know yet. So they don't know whether they're going to stick to um, petrol. Right, okay. I'll go fully electric. And I'll go hybrid. Like, will it be like a Formula One, Formula Two, Three style car, or will it be like an actual? They car? don't. They don't know yet. Right, so okay. I think it might be like a GT Cup okay. car. Yeah. But um, it's just if they do fully electric, it's going to be a bit. You know. Especially when you put your foot down, it's just silent. yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound great on TV, does it? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can believe how loud F1 cars are. Yeah, so you, you like you can't really understand it on TV because they obviously don't have the have it blasting and you can't hear the commentator. Mm. But when I was at Silverstone, it was like so loud. Yeah, so, it's mad. So, yeah, it would be a bit of a different experience if it's electric. Yeah, be you'd be like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I'll be looking out for you on TV in yeah. March time. Yeah, we'll be sure to tell you about it. Let's move on to a different topic. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about your Miss England, Miss England yeah. finalist. Yeah. Um, yes, tell me about it. How was the experience from the beginning? Like, how did you get into it? Um, so I got headhunted um, to um, compete in this Miss England pageant competition. Yep. Um, so I was like, you know, someone comes up to you and you're like, oh my God, that's great. Why wouldn't you go for it? Yeah. yeah. Um, How long ago was this? This was this was two years ago. Okay. So it was in my last year so of 21. uni. Yeah. Was it? No, I think it was. No, it was last year. So it's in between. It was after COVID basically. No, it was... Before? before covid oh, okay or was it after no it was after covid yeah, yeah. no i was in, in my last uni house it was after covid so last year it was last year yeah. getting my years muddled yeah, yeah. up so um yeah so i was in this competition got through to the semi-finals and you know you think you're in such a like a prestigious yeah beauty pageant competition 
Um, and yeah, it just wasn't all. Wasn't what, as you thought it would be. No, not at all. What was the criteria to enter? So, uh, or, or like what? you had to be a certain height. You know, you couldn't be any higher than oh. six foot. Couldn't be. No. Right. Okay. You couldn't be any higher than six foot. Um, and then you just had to like go through loads of rounds, like charity round, no makeup round, um, intelligent round, talent round, like all these different things. But it, they, I just, I had, I, I don't know how to explain it. So you, you wouldn't enter again. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Well, okay. I, I didn't technically. I didn't enter. I got headhunted, okay. and then like I did a few of the bits and bobs, yep. and then entered the next heat, and then got to the to the final, yep. which was like great. But then I ended up dropping out. Okay. Because um, they, as one of the rounds, you had to do like a media round. So the local newspaper um, contacted me, gave me an interview, and then the interview I thought. Um, went really well um, and what I the whole reason why I wanted to go in the Miss England competition was because um, I wanted to inspire young females to pursue higher education because I was in my fourth year of my master's degree in pharmacy I was in the RAF I was working in a pharmacy um, while studying you know my degree and in the RAF and then I was also delivering pizzas at Domino's you know pretty pretty busy then very and presenting on a weekend so I had going on yeah so that's that's kind of the message that I wanted to portray to like young females and was inspire like a younger generation of girls to be like you can be whatever you want to be like your dreams are not like dreams like make them your reality it's fine um so yeah and then that was that was exactly what I said to the uh, to the to the reporter and then the interview came out in the newspaper and it was like curvy girl representing curvy girls in beauty competition oh. it's like did, did they not listen to anything I said yeah it was like why one why like objectifying me as like a curvy woman yep. why aren't you mentioning that I'm intelligent why aren't you mentioning that I'm working multiple jobs while studying for a degree you know and it just makes you think is what's the whole purpose of doing Miss England is yeah it was so derogatory yep. like the whole point of me doing that was to try and send a message to young girls and instead they just wanted to focus on my body shape and that my mum died you know but i think that sums up overcomes the media. heartbreak i do think the media just pick on yeah things that will make headlines yeah and it's like yeah that's that's the whole issue with the media i mean so many celebrities now just come out with you know articles that are just completely fake yeah because they know what people want to see and you just mm. think so corrupt tabloids is like it's, it's absolutely horrific um and i feel like it, it although the experience is like really like upsetting and it made me like spiral into like my body shape and things like that because I was like oh like the label in me is a curvy girl like am I a curvy girl I'm a fat like what yeah. are you trying to say by curvy you know and, and yeah. it, it was just absolutely barbaric um what were the other girls like that entered very different to me but then the girl that won it that year she was also called jessica and um she was uh, like an astro dynamic 
woman that worked with planes and she was ever so intelligent um okay. she could sing she could do everything right and i was like yeah i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> at least someone won that maybe des- like deserved to win yeah, rather than it being she, someone that you thought she had um entered for the past three years right they okay. already know who the winner is you know like I do feel like these things are slightly corrupt. Yeah. Like there's always something behind the scenes going on yeah. in terms of who actually wins. For me, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't for me. It yep. wasn't my morals, it wasn't my cup of tea. I'm sure most people listening are probably put off by it as well now, so <laughs> <laughs> no one's entering that, that competition again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go on to CrossFix. I know You've I know said, it's a CrossFit podcast, and we've not even spoken about CrossFit yet. Probably should do at some point. So, mm. yeah, how did you? When did you first like hear about CrossFit? So, really funny story. Um, I first heard about CrossFit, and I like years ago, and I thought it was the cross trainer for years. Right, okay. I thought it was a cross trainer. Um, As in, like you were doing the cross trainer to get fit, so it's like CrossFit. Yeah, which makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Little naive, Jess. <laughs> um, but um, I was on the train back from York. I'd went to the. Uh, I went out for my birthday to the Christmas markets, and I was out with a couple of friends. And there was um, Luke. He's like a big gym lad. Meg and Luke. Yeah. Um, Meg's not a gym lad. Makes not. <laughs> Luke, Luke is. <laughs> Luke is. Um, and he saw that he was like covered in chalk and he had CrossFit on him. And then he was taking the mick out of him for being a CrossFitter and not a gym boy. Right. So they were like bickering on the train. And he was like, I've just finished a competition in York, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I was like, oh, like what's CrossFit? You know? So I ended up sitting talking to him on the, on the train journey home. And yeah. he recommended that I go to CrossFit Barbaric in Beverly because that's closest to me. So I was like, okay, I will. So I tried it. And then I told myself, you know, I'll just give myself a month of just turning up yeah. and not thinking about how far I'm pushing myself or thinking about what weights I'm doing or my body image or anything. Yep. I was like, I'll just go for a month, see if I like it. And go from there. Yeah. So that's the beauty of CrossFit is mm. it's not about anything except just making progress yeah. in lots of different aspects. Like there's so many movements, different exercises, mm. and the goal is just to make some progress in some of them. Yeah. And turn up and enjoy training yeah and like i've did the whole gym training like bodybuilding going to the a commercial gym and lifting mm. weights and yes it's you kind of enjoy it because you know that you're making some progress but you can't really measure it and you don't get the same like endorphin rush or you know when you yeah, do like a, a, a good crossfit workout a really sweaty chipper 25 minute workout when you finish it you yeah. feel really like satisfied with doing it with a doing a few dumbbell curls and walking out of the gym, it just doesn't, yes. you don't get the same sort of thing. So <laughs> I think CrossFit gives you like a, like a, a real reason to go to, to work out. Yeah. And it takes your mind off like how you look. I'm, that guy looks better than me. Shit, I've got, you know, you compare yeah. yourself to everyone. Yeah. But the CrossFit is just, are you better than you were last week? I really like the fact that they don't have mirrors in the gym. Like my yeah. CrossFit gym don't have mirrors. Like I don't think any CrossFit gym does. Yeah. None. I went to one in Cheltenham as well and they didn't have any mirrors. I was like... There's there's not been one that I've been to that does. I think that's like the idea of it. It's, it's yeah. not about what you, know, what you look you, like, yeah. aesthetics. No, not yeah. at all. 
um crossfit culture is definitely that but yeah i would uh, like i mean i'm nine months in now so like i'm still very much still, a rookie yeah, yeah, yeah. and i still can't do toaster bar <laughs> doesn't matter yeah, but, that, <laughs> but but you're way closer to doing it than you were when you started so close i mean today i did i did like 10 unbroken times four so, right, okay. so like you can do them well no knees knees <laughs> oh, okay knees up yeah not, but you could probably couldn't do that when you first started exactly so, so i'm so much stronger yeah. than what i was at the beginning and the idea is that you can do the same workout that i could or a crossfit games yeah. athlete could and you just scale it accordingly so exactly. that we all get the same out of it mm-hmm. so yeah i think i think you'll probably stick with it for a while I, I well i was one of those girls i was a gym girl um and i'd go to the gym for like three months and then i'd get really bored and then yeah. i'd stop um and then i'd be like oh i feel a bit frumpy a bit sluggish i need to do something gym, yeah. so i went back to the gym and then i got bored again because i think it was like i didn't have anything exciting whereas crossfit's yeah. new it's exciting every yeah. time um something different and there's so many skills to learn like so many you can master the gym in a week by just learning all the exercises, yeah. learning machines, knowing you, then you know what you're doing and you're basically repeating the same thing every time. Yeah. Whether you go to a CrossFit gym, you're probably never going to do the same workout ever again yeah. unless you wanted to test yourself. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it is every class is varied. Exactly. I mean, no shade to the people that do gym and like gym religiously, but I just think it's boring. Yeah, really exactly. Boring. How has CrossFit affected your career or like, yeah, yeah so I think yeah it has actually gone hand in hand with like it's made me feel more comfortable presenting in front of a camera it's made me feel like lighter made me feel stronger so I feel a lot more confident in front of a camera yeah since I started CrossFit than than before I mean even like the, like the way I stand like I stand with a better posture yeah. um just because I look after myself better now so it's really helped in um, all aspects of yeah. life to be fair so in terms of like I mean, I think CrossFit, the community is really good and mm. it definitely enhances your social life because you meet anyone that's involved in that, you've immediately got something in common. Yeah. Um, I know it's a bit of a cult, but... It know. is. <laughs> it kind of is, but at the same but time... It's, it's also huge now. So yeah. when I f- first heard of it, which was like maybe four years ago, it was quite... The community was quite small and mm. it was almost like a bit weird to be in that cult, whether now... The sport's growing so fast. This CrossFit gym is opening like every day every, in the UK. Yeah. So you're like, maybe not every day, but yeah, quite quite a lot. So because it's become like very common, mm. it's not really a cult anymore. It's just like you just do CrossFit and like, loads of other people do it as well. It's like gym, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's become like that. CrossFit will never be the same as a gym like no matter how big it grows because every time you go you go with friends you know you meet friends but yeah i absolutely love the crossfit community the friends that i've made just like it's like my second home yeah they see me more than like the friends that i i usually see now yep (laughs) and like i'll just go down to my local crossfit gym and Mm. you can just chat to anyone yeah really openly yeah before a class after a class sometimes i'll be there for like an additional hour yeah, I'll like, look at my phone and be like, I've been here for... Need to go. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I've been sitting here sweating for an hour just chatting. But because everyone's yeah. really like interested in what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, whether you don't get that in a commercial gym at all. No. You, you look everyone's if, like, like looking down. Headphones on. Yeah. Or you're lucky if you even get someone to ask you if you finish with the dumbbells. They'll just take them and walk off and you're just like, yeah, it's yeah. the opposite. It's like, I wasn't finished. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, yeah. What are your goals for CrossFit this year? 
Oh, okay. So goals for CrossFit this year is to do a handstand. Like I'm slowly getting better at doing it off yep. the wall and kind of holding it off the wall. Um, and then I also want to do toes to bar. Toes to bar, yeah. They come up loads in like comps as well. Yes, they're like I mean such too. a common movement for a comp because it's kind of like it's it's an intermediate mm-hmm. exercise. So if you're in scaled, it depends how comps work. But yeah, if you can get toes to bar, it just puts you into a different boundary. Yeah. Um, hands on hold though, that's harder than a walk, I would say. Do you think? Mm. See, so I, I, I have the mental block though. There's a, there's a really funny video on my socials of where I just- Trying to do a handstand walk. Yeah, and I just completely face planted the floor. Um, but I, I think the, I think it's a fear of falling for me. So if I can hold it, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. For me, it's I can handstand walk, but I struggle to hold a handstand, like say on a, a meter by meter mat. Oh. I almost want to, like when I lean into it, yeah. I want to then walk. Yeah. So- I started practicing in the swimming pool though. Yeah. Like my handstand walking. Yeah. You know, just in the shallow end, so I've got a bit of resistance. So you've got some resistance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people people are probably looking around going, Did, What is she? Doing? How old yeah. is she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did this when I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, Do you want to play more yeah. <laughs> Crossfit movements, do you have any what like your favourite ones, your least favourite? My favorite ones are like the ring pull up, but I can't do them, but I enjoy That's what you want to do. practicing. So more gymnastic stuff. I love the gymnastic yeah. stuff. I'm so, so weak, but I'm building it up. Yeah. But I, I love the feeling of being like, I can Able do, to do it, yeah. I can't do a press up properly. Like I've been yeah, nine but... months now. I, I managed to do them when I did my ARIA fitness test, you yeah. know, um, but I just really struggle with my press ups. But so like, just scaling them, doing them against the wall, doing yep. them like with resistant bands and things like that on the rig, you know. I'm so, hoping a lot of people watch this and think, well, you know, you've started nine months ago, but yeah, everyone should then join. I think it's like... The, the, this is, and you know what? I think it'll be quite good for you as well to have like me on the podcast for a change because everybody that you've interviewed like are like... RX, Elite. Going yeah to, like going to the games amazing yeah. yeah like amazing and they've worked for years to get there whether actually that's probably the only it's one percent of crossfit yeah crossfit is a recreational like beginner sport that's everyday what it is people and it's with getting people moving jobs, exactly they can know. turn up do a class yeah enjoy it yeah so yeah you're a good advocate for that oh thank you um we're going to move on to some rapid fire questions okay so first of all this question is from the previous guest John Okafor, he's a rugby player. He said, if you got a million pounds tomorrow, what would be your first luxury purchase? My first luxury purchase? Yeah. I think it'd probably have to be like a villa in Spain (laughs) or something like that. I mean, you're half Spanish, so it makes sense. (laughs) Villa in Spain, good purchase. Yeah. Okay, your um, least favourite movement in CrossFit? I know a lot of people will say burpees, but I actually really love them. So I'm not going to say burpees. Least favourite are the box jumps. The box jumps, because I can't quite manoeuvre my body. Spin quick enough to land the other side. not quite got it. Yeah. Now there's been a workout. It was a qualifier. And I I jumped straight onto the box and my Mm. feet were just completely gone. And I just face planted. So then I had to upload it to the uh competition and then the guys have to review it and watch it back so they had a good laugh at that one and then it's all like the shin yeah you get the scraping shin your shins bruises, yeah. 
what is your favorite brand of CrossFit trainers? I'm gonna say Nike Metcons. That's what you've got, Metcons. Yeah. Not had any, not got any rads yet. Not had. Well, it's so expensive as I well. Know. So like, I'm slowly like making my way through. I suppose you're you only know. nine months in to start splashing out on. Yeah, exactly. I need need a bit more time to really invest myself yeah. in the. It took me a while to get to the stage of spending 130 pounds on some trainers. Yeah, I think that's what rads are. But when I, you realise, like, but when you, if I'm doing CrossFit for a long time now, yeah. so it's a, it's a good purchase. Yeah. But if Rad do want to sponsor the podcast and send me some trainers, <laughs> not saying feel, no to that. <laughs> I feel like they've got to do like marketing for people that are just getting into CrossFit because how do you get people to stay in CrossFit? Like I feel like the community sells CrossFit yep. massively massively yeah but um these these brands are targeting people that are already hardcore crossfitters they're not they're not targeting people that are new and correct explaining why you need these trainers yeah because like i didn't even know like i mean it was only a few months ago that i found out i was like why are crossfit trainers different to normal trainers yep. and then i my friend explained oh because the sponge is like bigger on the heel yep. so when you're doing squats it's easier i didn't know that yeah so companies need to they should yeah, really, shouldn't that. they? Because they yeah. only just, well, I suppose for them, it's like marketing makes more sense to pick people at the CrossFit Games so that way more people see it. But actually to have some com- yeah. low-level, intermediate and elite yeah. athletes would make more sense. Yeah, exactly. And good marketing I mean, for them. they could even do like a like a cheaper shoe for like beginners, you know, like yep. so they don't feel like they're, they're spending as much money because 130 quid is really daunting for someone that's like, you know, like just taking up a new hobby. Yep. Have you got a bag? yet no i don't you don't i don't know so i literally just walk in with my protein shake my car keys in one and then just dump it in the corner i'm one of those i'm a messy gymmer that's a nine month crossfitter yes in two years (laughs) you'll have it you'll have all the stuff yeah so built for athletes they do the best crossfit bags there's loads of other brands out there that do like fake built for athletes bags Mm -hmm. and they just rebrand it under their own name Built for athletes are like the original ones. They said that they want to send you a blue new Pro Series bag. Do they? Yeah. I said that you're coming on the podcast and you just started CrossFit. So they were like, we're going to send you one. So I've got a new bag. <laughs> What is your favourite song for a max lift? Badadan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Maybe because it was the song of Boomtown. I was going to say, I think I saw a re- I saw a TikTok and a girl has she had it recorded. She I think she had like seven clips of it being played in yeah. one weekend. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Like Badadan was played a million times. Every DJ set guaranteed Badadan was in it. And the first time you heard it, we was like, a song like by the last time you were like and then like yeah you came a bit numb to it at the towards the end we was just like ah it's better done again it's here again but still good the djs did a really good set like um um charlie t she did like a quite a good like mix of gonna say so it wasn't better than better than it was like a mix up and it's like oh this is a bit fun and actually you think you're going to get the same thing you got last time and then yeah. there's a different drop. And then the drop is so just then, like... Yeah, which actually makes again. it better because then everyone thinks they're going to hear something that they don't hear. Yeah. Okay. Um, DJing. What That's about, something I'd love to do. DJing. You're going to be doing so... You're going to be so busy. I do too many. 
when you can be doing cross folks you'll be djing presenting skiing you know what we'll be doing i'll be djing at the crossfit games whilst presenting okay that's your goal for 20 give you two years give me a 2025 years to really like understand all the crossfit movements master them master my dj and yeah you've got to learn to dj first yeah i'm halfway there oh okay yeah also is it genuine you didn't just come out it wasn't out of nowhere no no right, okay. like um, i was into the the dj scene at uni um was part of like dmk dmk shout out dmk uh keel university's like social yeah that was our drum and bass society um and i made the best friends um during that and like that's who i went to boomtown with right okay um and yeah we all just like little group of ravers do you think at crossfit comps they play too much edm yes. and like cheesy song yeah, they i mean zach to. wild's good but a lot of other djs they do play like it's almost like techno edm like indie music as well and it's like you need, you need, need drum some and bass. heavy you need drum, drum and bass, bass because it's fast the bpm's there yeah. so when you're like running or you're rowing and you're you know max output yeah. you're sprinting in a workout you want drum and bass i feel like drum and bass and crossfit is like a perfect Match. marriage holy matrimony they yeah. need to get set up what's one thing that people won't know about you Ooh, that's weird interesting like can be really bizarre can be like um okay this is a this the, i mean the first thing that comes into my head is that i i absolutely hate it when you've got like wet splashes on a sink i hate it it drives me insane i can see why no one really knows that about you yeah and i just <laughs> carry on wiping and then like someone's like there's water on it all of a sudden and i was like Oh, do you mean just like a puddle of water or a, a, sta a water stain that yes the stain so like someone's gone to fill up the drink yeah and then splashed and they've it, left it and, and it's then like it's just splashed on the draining board and it just dries and it just doesn't look very nice i think that's I feel, yeah i feel you yeah um i'm gonna ask you a question for the next guest uh -huh. off the podcast obviously otherwise okay. they'll know but before that um we'll end the podcast with where can people find you so your social medias oh yeah like i want to plug that at the end oh thank you so um my social media is jesse miano so it's jesse with one s it's a bit of a confusing one so spanish surname we're going to probably put the instagram on the screen because yeah, they need to have to spell it out potentially so <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> but yeah it's jesse miano on like instagram i you mainly use instagram twitter oh it's x now isn't it twitter yeah x i don't use that really no nope. um i should and i don't think anyone uses threads well i jumped on the threads high everyone did but then i don't think anyone's using it now i don't think anyone actually picks it up anymore no. um and then tiktok i use tiktok but like i don't really i just post funny videos on there fine so instagram put it yeah. on the screen and if any sponsors are listening that want to yeah. jump on your car race yeah anybody that wants a female representing their brand you know i can sell other services i can sell my presenting services yeah bit of social media marketing things like that so it's a partnership not a sponsorship to me anyway yeah but i can send I like you all it. of the details sounds good thanks for jumping on anything no, else you want to say or no just thank you for inviting it's me all right. it's, it was good it's nice to have a little chat with you and yeah i feel feel like we've covered so much um but yeah the main i think like the main message that i'd want people to take away from the podcast is like that that crossfit really is welcoming for 
all kinds of people all different walks of life all different ages all careers like it doesn't matter your previous history like if you've got a previous injury you can work around that you can scale a workout to yourself like I know it can be daunting when you first walk into a CrossFit gym like we've all been there and I feel like the 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 older you get and the longer you've done CrossFit you become a bit like um naive to the fact of how daunting it actually is because you're so used to going all the time whereas when you are that newbie it is it's really daunting but um my advice to anybody would be um just just give it a go and do a month yep you know commit to a month and then review it after yeah and just go enjoy it just go enjoy it speak to people make friends and it'll be the best decision you've ever made yep yeah. I'm gonna give you a tub of the peach wad fuel as well because Ooh. you can't be a crossfitter without a tub of wad fuel. It's just peachy. And it's peach flavour. <laughs> it's, it's new peach flavour. Um so yeah, you're walking away with some wad fuel and a new built for athletes bag. So you've done pretty well out God, of this. I've done really well out of this. <laughs> so I'm gonna come again. <laughs> Season two. Yeah. Back for more CrossFit stuff. I'll come, I'll be the DJ in the background. That's fine. I'll do your intros, your outros. Perfect. <laughs> Heard that, Jamie? <laughs> cool episode done lovely I hope you enjoyed that episode and a huge thank you for listening make sure you're following the pod on Instagram at the dot wad dot pod our Twitter at the underscore wad underscore pod the podcast is sponsored by wad powders that's at wad powders on Instagram please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk see you guys next week Thank you.